All right, Ailish Forfar, Justin Cuthbert, and Sammy McKee joining us for Leafs Talk Maple Leafs with a 2-1 overtime thriller. Uh, poor Lucas Dostel, but he gets a record uh, night for the Anaheim Ducks and unfortunately gets the L. Sammy, we just talked for about seven hours straight, so we're just going to let you take it, bud. How, how's it going? <laughs> uh, good. I feel like these late nights are weird. Uh, really weird game tonight. That music bringing me in, I feel like I need to be far more intense than I feel right now. Like I feel like I have to, I don't know what I have to bring, but yeah, uh, a deserving result for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel for that kid, Dustall. Uh, I'll rain on his parade a little Dustal. bit. Dustall. Whatever is it? What's his name? Dustall, Dostal, whatever it is. <laughs> Dostal. Whatever. Like, he, I mean, they hit him in the chest 40 times mm. tonight. Like, I sure he made, what did he have, 55 saves at the end of them? Mm-hmm. I'd say he had 10 really good ones, including a couple on Austin Matthews, but they were really, really, uh, he had a quick chest tonight, as we like to say. And I thought <laughs> they nailed him in the chest a lot. But yeah, good on him. Made a good performance, but I think the deserving team won. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely the deserving team won. I, I will say, I mean, if we were nitpicking, uh, uh, like just just the response to, I guess you want to call it adversity in the second period. Like that game was being controlled by the Maple Leafs, and we saw game score and, and or score effects rather just sort of take over in the third period there, while the Maple Leafs were smelling blood. But like that game shouldn't have been as interesting. But the Maple Leafs make one mistake. A goaltender starts to feel it. And the Maple Leafs just make a habit of that, right? Where something weird just happens. A, a goaltender who should never have a performance like that suddenly has one against the Maple Leafs. The, the Maple Leafs are like magnets towards that kind of storyline. But it just seemed like they allowed the other team to grow in confidence in the game until they just snapped their fingers and that was the end of it. Uh, so I guess we're, if we're quibbling a bit, yeah, you could talk about 40 pucks hitting the, the, the logo <laughs> on Dostal. But again, this was a game that should never have been that close, but you let off the foot off the gas for five minutes and suddenly an inferior team feels like they can compete with you. Yeah. And I will say the goal that they gave up, uh, was it Vitrano that scored it mm-hmm. was a total breakdown by everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's cheating up the ice, look a little ASHL action where everybody's heading north before they know where the puck is. And all of a sudden you have a, you know, two on over channel comes in, goes backhand. Tyler Bertuzzi crashes into the goalie and makes them <laughs> bend weird. It was really not a pretty sight. So it wasn't the nicest goal for them to get in terms of a breakdown from the Leafs. But outside of that, I, I don't know. The Ducks feel like they barely had the puck. I think, I, you know, that's a... It's a work in progress. Let's just say that for that team. I, I don't think they're going to be anytime soon coming out of this. I think they got some nice pieces there, but man, they just like, I, I don't know. They felt like they were in a different class than the Leafs. And, you know, it's, it's nice to see the Leafs get this victory because, you know, they start Jones in the second half of the back to back, which some people didn't want to see. A lot of people wanted to go with the Hill, Hill to beast tonight. Martin Jones plays well. They scratch Robertson for, for Pontus Holmberg and you get the results. So the coach looks smart, but I think there's a couple, you know, controversial calls before it, but yeah, uh, I'd say a 10 out of 10 dominant victory for the Leafs outside of one breakdown. All right. We already gave our thoughts on uh, Bobby McMahon, five minute major game misconduct hit, oh, uh, which did actually change a lot of like the project of how that game was going. Leafs were all over him. Then this happens and, and you know, uh, they get an opportunity to claw their way back. Of course. Um, I'll just give it to you, Sam. Uh, what'd you make yeah. of that hit and that penalty call? I think my favorite game that I love and grew up is slipping away from me. Uh, that's how I feel. Is that a little too dark for 1205? A little sad, but, but you know, just... it's, this is Leafs talk after dark. Well, I don't know. The question I have, and I tweeted this out and I'll, and I'll ask you two guys. I'm not sure what Bobby McMahon is supposed to do on that play 
because it's contact sport. He's not charging him. He's mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder with him. The The guy he's pursuing, when he goes to engage, he has the puck. He's ready. He's in a good position. And the guy that he goes to hit just turns ever so slightly, and it doesn't take much. It's mm-hmm. an incredibly fast game. And he goes crashing into the boards. The, you know, the three blind mice go over and they have a, have a, 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 you know, they look at this and this is the problem with these reviews guys. They spend, it happened the same way in Mm -hmm. the world junior game where they're playing against Sweden, where they took a five minute major off because they sit there and they spend 10 minutes watching this from every angle and they slow it down. And they, you know, they, they're, they're sitting there talking about it. They're convincing themselves it's worse than it is. These reviews, I don't know who said it first or where, I don't know who to give credit for. You have one or two real-time looks at these things and then it's done. You can't be sitting there spending all this time on it because you're going to convince yourself it's worse than it is. That was a fine play. Like, if you want to say two minutes for boarding, sure, Mm -hmm. I'll hear it. But like, at some point, these younger guys coming up, they got to expect to be hit. Nobody expects to be hit anymore. He's in a good position to hit him, hits him. He hits the boards. It's a loud play. He's cut. I understand it but it's just a bad call by the refs. And for them to give him a five in a game in the second half of back to back, they have to play guys more ice time because they're missing a player. I thought it was, I thought it was bogus. I was, I was actually pretty triggered. I don't really get too triggered these days, but that one really, really upset me. Yeah. At a sport where there's like, it features body contact. There's going to be an injury every now and then there's going to be a busted up cheek every now and then, especially when guys are not protecting themselves. And Mintikoff did not protect himself on that play. And unfortunately, you're defending him and punishing, you know, the end result and someone else's uh, negligence just in protecting their their own selves. And I think what's most annoying, and I get there was supplemental discipline on this, but this is a week where Nick Cousins takes a run at a player who's on his knees facing the boards and slams his head into the boards. And a player gets caught on a hot mic admitting that they're going to slash a guy in the face. And again, there were supplemental discipline, Nick Cousins got dealt with himself, but like there are things that go beyond the pale. This didn't, this was a hockey play. This was a player who needs to be able to do this. And Bobby McMahon needs to be able to throw hits around and be physical in order to be effective being punished because someone else wasn't ready for the play. And for that reason, yeah, like we're kind of blurring the lines here on what is a hockey play and what's not and deciphering which one, like which has, uh, is getting punished to a, a greater extent is now less clear. No, you're bang on. It's, it's really well said, Justin. And it's just like either you can't have it both ways here where you encourage. And like one of the great things about hockey and about the sport is the violence and the unpredictability of the, 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 you know, the ever lurking presence of a big time violent play that can be a flashpoint moment in a game where everybody gets super fired up, but you can't have it both ways where you're like, well, you know, that one where he was in a legal position to be hit, that one's five in a game, but the other one, like either there's hitting or there's not. And I understand when guys get buried into the boards from behind, it's a dangerous play. I get it. There's dangerous plays. It's pretty easy to me to decipher what is and what isn't. And like, this is just, I don't know. I, you know, Torts was right at the start of the year when he's talking about, and I hate admitting that because Torts is not my favorite guy, but like it is turning into a no hit league. I, I don't necessarily recognize a lot of what happens and it just, it's just frustrating feel for Bobby McMahon who is trying to kind of fill that role. And Alish mm-hmm. and I talked about this last night where you have kind of see it over the past 
two or three weeks where he's really making a concerted effort to be more physical. And I don't think that's something that comes naturally to him. And I respect the guy for kind of giving it more. And this is just something where he's going to be a little bit gun shy now where he's like, oh, crap. Like, I really buried that guy into the boards, got kicked out of the game. I mm-hmm. put my my team on a five minute power play and I'm a fourth liner. They're going to be pissed off at me. Like, you don't want to discourage a guy who's trying to be physical with making a bogus call. Like, it's a two minute boarding at most. They got it wrong. No surprise. I think that I don't really ever talk about the officiating. But I thought the last two nights, the officiating has been really bad. The Leafs got a couple gimmies tonight that were not power plays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they called out on a five-minute major. Haven't loved the officiating in the the past couple games, guys. Yeah, I feel like we've had over the last couple months more conversations about these hits that are, you know, clean. But the player receiving the hit has been kind of the one at fault. And I wonder, like, this is maybe something you guys on Kipper and Bourne talk about or anyone that, like, has kids growing up right now playing minor hockey. Like, are they being taught the same way that, you know, we were how to receive hits, how to put yourself in a position to not get rocked from behind? Like, I remember when I was playing boys hockey, we did the, we did like hitting like practices where you would go through a line and you would take and receive hits and how to like, how to hit, like to give a hit while you're receiving one. Like we actually, and I I hated it because I was the only girl. But I would get, I, but you needed to take those those practices. And you need to take those lessons because, yeah, the game gets faster. People get more faster and stronger. And if you're not like trained to know exactly how to protect yourself, stuff like that happens. We're seeing it like weekly now. So I do wonder if that's just been a practice that's been lost in minor hockey training, or now because the game is very skilled and very fast that mm-hmm. they're not focusing as much on you know, being a grinder, like you don't have to be a guy in front of the net getting slashed in the back of the ankles. I think everybody needs to know how to protect their body, even in the women's game. Now, like you, we talked about this last night, saying how physical that is like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's just about knowing how to give and receive those hits in a proper way. Like that was a perfect example of a, a hit that was clean. And yeah, it was probably a little bit of a dangerous location from the boards, but if he had received it, properly we wouldn't be having this conversation so i wonder if that's just something that needs to change back in the uh, youth roots we were talking about this about like six weeks ago i think it was a pittsburgh game where ryan reeves hit someone from behind was called it wasn't a major by by any stretch of the imagination but it was a two-minute minor that that did cost them i think boston it was maybe it was boston Boston. yeah i remember i'm remembering uh black and gold and it's the player just like basically instead of bracing for a hit pressed his stomach and chest up against the glass and that's not the way to take a hit. That's a way to only expose mm-hmm. your back so you're going to deter the player from hitting you. I, you're right. Like, Torts, th- that's what Torts was alluding to. It's players are trying to get out of the way. And even if Mintikov was like, yeah, I'm trying to avoid the hit by turning a little bit or maybe I can spin off this check, that puts yourself in a danger. You might have got blown up if he didn't do it. It probably would have. Mm-hmm. But he put himself in that position to get blown up. And sometimes in hockey, you get blown up when you put yourself in a position but you can make it worse on yourself every time. And maybe it's worth the gamble, though, because if you do that and you don't get hurt, you can draw a penalty. And if we're doing that, if we're doing the suck you into uh, penalties because the players are putting themselves in, in dangerous situations, well, then that is drifting away from what you mentioned, Sam, the game you love and all that stuff. Like, yeah. that's not what we grew up uh, attracted to the sport where you're trying to suck players in to bad penalties because you're not willing to take a hit. Yeah. I'm a little bit sour after that one. Just, I, I don't know. I just, I love big hits mm-hmm. and it just feels like 
all these are, they're just so few and far between now that there's such flashpoint moments mm-hmm. that the refs feel like they have to call something or there has to be a big fight. Like, you know, I guess Bobby McMahon has to fight after that. I guess it's a big moment. Like he fights Labushkin. I, I get that there's a fight after that one, but it just feels like all these hits, there's nothing for days. There's nothing for days. And then one big one happens and everyone's like, oh my God, we got to do something. The refs are like, we have to do something. And it's just, the game has changed, guys. The game has changed. All right, let's talk about something positive. Well, I was going to say like, you know, they, they got to teach the kids how to do Michigans now as opposed to That's receiving right. a check. There's my uh, there's my old man on a cloud or whatever he's. <laughs> that Zegris was invisible tonight, was, he though. Was, he yes, was. he was. He was. Um, he all right. Was. Austin Matthews, 20 shot attempts tonight, gets the OT winner. His first game winner of the entire season. Uh, thanks to Joe Bowen for that stat because I did not know that coming in. And um, clearly, the, you know, that one meant a lot to the team. You needed to, to get out of that game with a win. But Austin Matthews now with, what, 30th goal of the season, the first one in the NHL to get to that mark. Obviously, the guy with the the heart and soul of this team thus far. But, uh, yeah, he was buzzing. He wanted to put the puck in the net big time. Good to see him get that moment. Loved it. Um, I'm kind of floating around. I talked about this before Christmas but I'm still not giving up on my 50 and 50. I knew you're going there. Yeah. I'm still not giving up. I'm not admitting defeat yet because the Leafs have two games coming up here against mm-hmm. the San Jose Sharks, who I think, if, I, if I'm correct, have lost nine in a row. They have, uh, correct, yes. <laughs> and I think they go in tomorrow night against uh, the, the Winnipeg Jets. So that's probably not going to be a win, or maybe it is. I don't know. But they got two games in a row here. If Matthews can get four goals over the next two games – we're right back in action mm-hmm. for 50 and 50. Like it just feels inevitable every game. Like I don't, you know, it's obviously I don't remember anyone in the Leafs like this, but like this is OV levels, OV prime levels of like goal scoring expectations. You go into the game expecting Matthews to score at least one goal. And tonight, like you said, he had, what do you have? 20 shot attempts. I think mm-hmm. what a, his 12th hit the net mm-hmm. and go in. He could have easily had four tonight. Like there's a real chance here because I think against the Kings, he had how many shots, how many attempts did he have? He was so good against them too. Like one of these nights, he's going to get three or four and he's going to get right back on pace for 50 and 50. So I'm not, I'm not admitting defeat yet on it guys. Uh, That's the, the OT winner too is, is, I don't know if we can patent it yet, but it's a different way that he releases the puck there where he flips his stick wide open, the blade wide open. And it's, it's, it's definitely unconventional. Like maybe it, it definitely gets the puck up quickly. And I guess you could do it in that spot because you don't risk soaring it over the net. But Matthews is obviously one of the best goal scorers on the planet, maybe the best right now in the NHL. But there's a little bit of ingenuity there too. And a way that he scores or another example of how he scores that other people don't score or or in a way that other people cannot score is that right there. Like that is, I think we shouldn't sleep on the finish there. And that's one of the things that Matthews does that, that others just can't. And he, there was a stretch of games. I don't know if it was last year, all these seasons. I think it was in his 60 goal year where he was getting a lot of like tips and he was getting a lot of them from right in front of the net. And he just, you know, he's changed. I mean, obviously the wrister is clearly the calling card. And if he gets the wrister in the sweet spot, there's a good chance that it's going in. But you're right. The way he's changed his ability and made adjustments and like clearly done a lot of work on his game. It's just, he is really, really a treat to watch. And it's nice that he's here for four more seasons after this. And I know his offense is incredible, but God, he's so responsible and so good defensively. Like there's just so many times where he's, you know, I, I like to, you know, he's like a box to box midfielder in soccer where he's below <laughs> the own, his own goal line. 
And on the same shift, he's below the other team's goal line. Like he covers so much ice every game. It's really, really remarkable to watch. It's a treat. Like it's beyond any Leaf fans wildest dreams to have a guy that's this good play for the Leafs. Like we never imagined that that would happen in a million years. At least I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, you know, a, you know, a beaten down Leaf fan, but it's pretty remarkable <laughs> to see how good he's going here. And I'm keeping the 50 and 50 watch going, guys. Yeah, this feels a lot more like it felt two years ago when he was yeah. unstoppable, hard trophy and all that. Like it, it, it was something was off last year. Uh, we know it. And, and I guess injuries and, and uh, uh, rehabilitations and offseason news and all that sort of alluded to it. But he looks like that guy that you expected mm-hmm. him to be all of last year, this year. And, you know, he, I, I thought he only finished with three shots last night. I thought last night one of his best periods of the year in the first period. I thought he was oh brilliant uh, and good to see him uh, rewarded with the goal of tonight because, it, you know, when it, when, when it turned and when it was like, oh, the Leafs are just not going to be denied here, or they might be denied. It just might take 60 saves from a guy that no one's heard of until tonight. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely it Austin Matthews who was leading the charge there. Yeah, I didn't even know the guy's name until late, and it was after the game. I still didn't know his name. So that's probably not a good sign. Or maybe I'm just tired. I don't know, guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about our boy, Benny, the butcher, Simon Benoit with a wide open wrister in the slot against his former team. And he bashes one off the side of the net. Did you guys see that? I thought Buddy, for I sure, bet Matt, him for any time goal score during the pregame what did show. That but- pay? 40 to one, 20 to one. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is the revenge game, Benny, the butcher. Uh, no, he, but then Justin ridiculed me and then he actually had a lot of, of all, yeah, like I'm gonna, he I had gotta, a lot I of get chances the stat, tonight. Stat line quickly here. I'm he was loving the Benny the Butcher. Like last night, we we were like pumping his tires. He had a great game. We talked a lot about Benny the Butcher and Bertuzzi. And then again today, like you know, he's buzzing. He's buzzing. But yeah, that was Matthews, a, a fluke. Yeah, Matthews hit him with a pass right between the hash marks, and he had it. And I thought I was like, no way is this about to happen. And he banged it off the side. Of the, yeah, no, you know, I wouldn't not, say he's a prolific goal scorer. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'll write the Simone Benoit story about his hands so, in front of the net. No. So. Only four. Oh, he got the belt tonight. I did just he? opened uh, Twitter. What did he get the belt for? Benny Money the on the board? Belt. Benny oh, you know, the belt. I'll tell you what he got the belt for. Benny only, the belt. only four players, only four Maple Leafs had more shots on net no way. than Simone Benoit Buddy, tonight. I was all over the Benny And they train. were the core four. And so no non-core four Good members had a better output in terms of shots. In 15 minutes, I love it. Four shots for Simone. Oh, Benoit beautiful tonight. picture of him with the muzzy and the belt and his greasy Reebok shoulder pads. You got to see this. It's on the he Maple is Leafs Twitter. A weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. This guy, like he is an absolute unit. I love him. I ha- I watched the preseason and I was like, this guy is completely unplayable. Oh, yeah. They can never have him play. And he went to the Marlies, and I was like, he's out of my mind. And then he's come up and now he's like my favorite leaf. I I don't know how this has happened. I'm just such a Dumbo Joe and Etobicoke where I just love the unexpected story guy that like just overachieves a tiny bit. And that's where we're at here. So yeah, (laughs) Simone Benoit player of the game. Wish he had a scored for your bet there, Ailish, but uh, love that he gets the belt. So so, uh, Sam, is he top six playoff for you right now? Like even in understanding there's a trade to come, I'm, Mm. I'm, I'm warming up to the idea that McKay Benoit is your third pair. He you're, doesn't want to play Geo anymore. You're, yeah, you're adding someone else no, to play with either Liljegren or Brody or Riley or whatever. If it's mm-hmm. Tanev, you could do Riley, Tanev, uh, Brody, Liljegren, and then you got a third pair, which I think sounds pretty good in Jake McCabe and Simone Benoit. Yeah, I think that sounds really good, and I agree with you on Geo. I think maybe the injury 
could have been a blessing in disguise to get him off the team for a little while because the guy plays every night. He won't take a night off regardless of what anyone says to him. You know, he doesn't wants to keep those engines firing or whatever, but I think in an ideal world, you're maybe mixing in geo and Simone Benoit as like your sixth, seventh guy heading into the playoffs. But like, if I had to pick between the two who I'm playing in a game, starting in the game, one of the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm picking Benoit. Yeah. Like I love geo and I love what he's given them. But at some point here, it's going to really fall off a cliff. I don't think he's been bad since he's come back. I just, you know, I, I, he's how old is he? He's, he's an older man. He's been playing in the league for a hundred years. <laughs> I think it's going to catch up to him here at some point. But yeah, uh, I think Benoit is a capable bottom pair guy that you may have to take out in a playoff game. Like, I don't think he's going to a lock to play every game, but he's definitely like a capable playoff roster type guy. And just him showing the grittiness and him showing, I don't know what's gone into the Leafs in the past couple games, like specifically against the Kings. And again, tonight, they were just like, all of a sudden they turned into the Florida Panthers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's gotten into them. Every little thing, Lilligren, it, there was a tiny little poke on Martin Jones and uh, from Mason McTavish and L- Lilligren goes over and cross checks him and he's grabbing him. He ricks, rips his bucket off. I, I don't know what's gotten into them in the last couple games. Maybe they're just, I, 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 the California, you don't think that's what they're going to act like when they get into the nice weather. I'm not sure what it is, but I really hope this continues because it's been awesome to watch them play this hard over the past couple of days where they just seem pissed off and continue to be pissed off. It's awesome. Maybe something in the, the nice California sun, like got a little bit of vitamin D and they've re-energized. Yeah, just... Whereas in Toronto, we don't see the sun ever and we're all just sad. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe something over there. I got one more uh, on my side here to ask yeah. you about. Um, and then we'll let you, you know, if you're the, this is your um, show. So I don't even know no, why I'm, we're leading. I'm my show. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, um, okay. So I think we're going to find out quite soon about some of the names for the NHL all-star weekend, which is obviously mm-hmm. here in Toronto. Obviously Matthews will be going, but, Last year, Justin and I were like pounding the drums for Willie Nylander to make it his first all-star game. And he didn't last year, but like, it doesn't feel like he can be passed over this year, but can they have him Matthews and Marner? Is there room for three Leafs? Like who is going to join Matthews at the all-star game? If you had to choose, I think it's a good question. I, I think William Nylander has been a far better player than Mitch Marner this year. Like, I don't think there's really any mm-hmm. comparison between the two. I think Mitch Warner's had a But Marner good always year. goes. A, a little bit of a down year, I would say. And I, to be honest, it's in Toronto. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably juice the vote. Like, I don't think, is anyone really taking account of fan votes? I think they could probably pretty easily just put Mitch Marner into the game. So this could be a moot, uh, moot conversation. But I think, like, I, there's no, when they're they're doing their 32 tomorrow, so everybody gets their their player there's no question. The first guy that's getting named is clearly Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be. He's got 30 goals and it's, you know, it's a couple days after New Year's Eve. It's he's been unbelievable. But to me, Willie is a very clear number two on this team in terms of importance to the team and importance to the offense. And he's just, you know, we saw him in Sweden. We saw him with no tarp on on that that greasy oh, TV yeah. show where he was getting asked about sending nudes and all this stuff like he's a star. And I think with all this contract stuff that Kipper's been kicking up and about and yeah. saying that he's not reporting anything today. I, <laughs> I have a feeling it'll be him. And then I think Marner will probably get into on the fan vote because they want as many Leafs in, mm-hmm. in the game as they can possibly have. But yeah, I, I think uh, uh, Willie Nylander is a very deserving all-star this year. It's just weird. The all-star game. I hope this starts a trend of them actually playing hockey games here now. 
for a little while where it goes back to meaning a little bit more as opposed to just playing like a three on three pond hockey mm-hmm. tournament where they're doing outside stuff, shooting at like surfboards and stuff in Florida. I hope it kind of matters again, but yeah, well, they got a million really, dollars on really, the line for that one competition now. Yeah. That's, which is awesome. That's great. And they've asked the players about mm-hmm. the stuff like that's the way to do it. So to me, it's William Nylander second. Mitch Marner probably gets in third. But yeah, clear Austin Matthews number one. What an amazing start to the year he's had. Be a tough upshot for Mitch Marner if, you know, the Miami Vice thing is what triggers. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what triggers a change to the all-star format. And then when it comes to Toronto, he doesn't get to go. That's what I'm saying. Like, he is the Toronto guy. He He'll is, be in his feelings a little he's bit. Be, oh, he, I don't think it, think it can A little happen. bit, a lot. Like, I don't think he cannot go is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, that's why I asked this question. Like, The yeah, campaign might have we, to happen. We think it's William Nylander and Mitch and, and Austin Matthews, but I don't think they can have no Mitch Marner is what I'm can trying to say. I tell you right now? <laughs> I don't think William Nylander is going to be devastated if he doesn't get named. I'm yeah. sure he'll enjoy the couple oh, yeah. days on the beach in Bora Bora. I don't think he's going to be too upset. You might get a little Instagram post, some some cornrows, a little bit of chest hair, big chain. I don't think he'd be too upset. If you're going to, if you're gauging this by who would be more upset by it, Marner or Nylander. I don't think there's any comparison. But if the fans vote him in, I will say though, this might be the only time Nylander gets. Like we we talked about it on the show last year. We're like, there are no circumstances under the format that existed last year, at least, that he'll get to go as long as Matthews, Marner, Nylander play together because it's always Matthews and Marner. And maybe throw in a Riley, you can throw in a Freddie Anderson. He went. Jack Campbell. Did Jack Campbell go? I don't know. Anyway, it's all a blur to it me. just no, seems like a, Nylander did. always did gets passed over, right? And if he doesn't go here. Then he's never going. Then he might never go because it's going to go to another city and you only get one or two entries and Austin Matthews will go every single time. So uh, Nylander might have to take this opportunity. A uh, last one for me. Uh, people were asking. We we're, we're uh, we have to listen to the radio call and we, we want to listen to the radio call, of course, while we're in studio here. So we missed the air guitar, uh, the anthem that was happening. <laughs> Not the air guitar, sorry, the guitar What's going on that there? was happening. Like, was that as I egregious it, as people on, on Twitter made it out to be? Uh, it ruled. I'm going to tell you right now, it ruled. Uh, it rocked. It shredded. Whatever <laughs> like outdated term damn. you want me to say. <laughs> I'm a sucker for electric guitar. I'm your classic white guy. Like a solo gets played. Were you a garage band kid? No, no, I, yeah, I, you were. I suck at music. Like I would trade in the little ability I have in anything else to be able to play, you know, uh, rock out like that guy? one day, like oh, I just, Jimmy, he, he crushed it. He was out of control. It was a little bit hectic. He was going a little bit crazy, <laughs> took a few liberties, but after all <laughs> that's rock and roll, baby. It's not <laughs> like linear. It. It's not, it's not supposed to be, you know, easy. It's not supposed to be like by the book. Couple couple notes that maybe were in there that he didn't need bad, but it got the remix, got just gr- like Leafs got, talk. <laughs> yeah, got a little crazy, but I loved it. I was a big fan of it. And you know, it's funny, you watch all these road games and you see them go to all these places where like they have the anthem singers, and you forget how good the anthem singers are in Toronto. Like, what was the young woman's name that did it here forever? I oh my god, I'm Martina Ortiz Louise, yeah, right? She was by far the best in the league. And the new woman that they have doing it is unbelievable, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we are truly spoiled Natalie by the Morris. anthem. Oh, my gosh. She's so, so good. And I watch these. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, like last night in L.A., I'm street? like, you're in yeah. L.A. Like, yeah, anybody yeah. there is a... Where's Usher? Is, yeah, is a music, musician <laughs> or, like, a magician. So pick one. <laughs> so one no, of two I, acts. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love the anthem. It still gets me fired up. I just think it's such a nice... You know, to have everybody stand up and just, you know, before the game, I, I love the anthem and I love the ones in Toronto. But yeah, I was a big, big fan 
of All right. uh, whoever, I'll have to that, go listen. whoever that greasy individual was shredding <laughs> that guitar. Uh, good job by you, buddy. Beautiful. You beautiful. Uh, that's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> that's Sam rock McKee, and roll, baby. January 4th, 1230 a.m. Um, all right. <laughs> do you got anything to add, Sam? Uh, I'm tired. Let's go to bed. Okay, Leafs Sharks Saturday night. Uh, we've got the game. Are you guys back to normal on Leafs Talk uh, then? Reunited yeah, and it thank feels God. So good. Back to back nights for me. I, I there would be a case of beer on my stall. Yeah, rude welcoming to twenty twenty four. Yeah, when I get into work on Monday morning from JD, like a nice, no, like yeah, I don't know, I'm you sure something. He will. He'll like four chirps in three seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, wait, I have one one word answer for you, and yes. then we'll say goodbye. Okay, Hilda B. Or not on Saturday night? Yes or no? Oh, it's Jones. No, Jones. Jones, Jones, Jones. Mm, I'm Jones for Jones. No, I was thinking no, of the jo- the Shakespeare you Killed tried there. to be or not to be? I, oh, I didn't even notice that. Nice try. Uh, really landed the plane on that Guys, one. Guys, it's far. so <laughs> late. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying now that Jones, Jones, Jones. I'm Jones for more Jones. Jonesy all the way. He's looking great. Looks like a normal NHL goalie. Just keep playing him. You too. There you go. Uh, we got to see one Hildeby. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna have no, to happen. We don't. But but if you don't, it. my thing today was if you don't play Hildeby tonight, it just means we're gonna see Samsonov because you have no trust no. in doing it. This was the game to do it. So if not tonight, then when? Uh, I'm not holding my breath for it to happen because we no, know Samsonov can play. That's when. There you go. So it's gonna be Samsonov then. The the Hildeby yeah, dream. Uh, I think we'll be I think we'll be wishing for that <laughs> next time we dream. see Ilya Samsonov <laughs> in net for the Maple Leafs again. All right, team. Yeah, uh, that'll be really. I'm really looking forward to that game. That'll be fun. Saturday night, uh, San Jose, and then Tuesday night also San Jose. So get ready for back to back Sharks go. talk, baby. All right. Uh, well, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, we'll give you back the reins to your own show for Saturday night. All right, Sam. Absolute pleasure, guys. Have a uh, great night. Get home safely. Love it. All right. Do all the things. Smash all the buttons. Rate all the shows. Five stars. Follow, follow, follow. At Sam A. McKee. At J.D. Bumpkiss. (laughs) English former. (laughs) Justin Cuthbert. Yeah? Didn't even get my handle in there. Yeah, people know where to find it. J.D. gets another shout out. All right, guys. Have a great night. It's way past midnight. We're going to bed.